0: guys it's Dominique and I'm back with another episode of the wise words podcast you guys I am ready to talk about today's topic (laughs) I guess it's one of those topics where I've been waiting to talk about it and I kind of felt like it was gonna be you know something that was too long to talk about and I may break this up into like part one or part two depending on like how much I get, you know, done in an episode, but I definitely don't want to put it off any longer because it is definitely something that needs to be addressed. Something that needs to be talked about. I kind of talked about it briefly in a church perspective when I did the episodes about church trauma. So if you haven't listened to the episodes about church trauma, um, part one and part two, you can go back and listen to those, but This episode is focusing on trauma as a whole, so the different types of trauma, um, the different types that people experience, how people can overcome those traumas, and how it kind of bleeds over into our mental health and our spiritual health as well, because it really does affect your whole overall well-being. And a lot of people, I feel like, are wanting to learn how does my, you know, not only how does their trauma affect them in different areas of their life, like their finances, their relationships, their career, but how it also how can you overcome the trauma? How can you like beat the trauma? Cause let's just be honest. A lot of people can't afford therapy. A lot of people can't, you know, be able to reach out and get the help that they need or if they do have the resources they're not sure where to start they're not sure you know how the process goes so I kind of want to go more into trauma in this episode don't forget to share this podcast with somebody who you feel like it would encourage or enlighten don't forget to give it a five-star rating especially if you're listening on apple Podcasts. and last but not least don't forget to order my book on amazon how to become a mentally fit christian all right, guys, let's go ahead and dive straight into this topic talking about trauma. Okay, so quick little <laughs> caveat here, you guys. When I was like recording the episodes, um you know to kind of publish out on different dates and I came across this topic I had actually forgotten about this topic but I knew that it was like on the back of my brain like it was literally in the back of my mind I'm like there's something that I really want to talk about that I haven't talked about yet I haven't went into detail about yet what was it and I was like drawing a blank and so I've also been drawing more of a blank <laughs> just because like I'm still in the um 21 days of fasting still, um, you know, experiencing some of those symptoms, but I'm kind of coming around now. It's kind of, you know, getting on a better end. But one of the things I feel like that happens when you kind of like are switching your diet or you're kind of going through these changes with your body is you start to kind of get a little foggy in the head. So maybe that was another reason why I was just stuck. I was like, what in the world was my topic going to be for the next episode? And that's what it was. It dawned on me. I'm like trauma. That's what it is. Cause I don't feel like I've talked to you guys enough about trauma. I know I've touched on it in a few episodes. I know that, um, the church trauma episodes that was specifically tailored to people who have experienced trauma in the church, you know, who have experienced those negative experiences like backbiting and, you know, getting talked about, getting demoted, getting, you know, looked over from positions and stuff like that in the church, However, what I'm talking about today is specifically just trauma in itself. Like what trauma is, how it affects us, how we can overcome it. So first things first, the reason why I'm so, I guess, excited about this episode is because there are a lot of things about trauma that a lot of people don't understand. And I kind of touched on even a little bit more on it when I did the episode about transgenerational trauma. And so that was one that specifically tailors to like our family. And it kind of goes with, you know, generational curses, you know, as we say in like the Christian um, community, how when we're trying to break generational curses, we are breaking transgenerational trauma in a sense. But we want to learn more about like what trauma is, how it affects relationships, how it affects finances, how it affects all these types of things. So first things first, I want to educate you guys on the types of trauma and I don't know like I said you guys I'm gonna try my best to get through as much as I can on this topic but this may be and let me not let me not say but let me say and (laughs) be dialectical here and this may be a topic that I may have to stretch I may do you know um two or three episodes on this topic however I want you guys to feel like you're thoroughly educated on what trauma is and how it affects you and how to you know overcome it Now, here's one thing I'm going to say. This is one of my first points for this episode. We cannot always avoid trauma. And why is that? Well, I mean, think about it, y'all. Life is unpredictable. okay? so life is going to (laughs) life. I don't know a better way to say it, but life is going to life. Life is going to, you know, do its own thing. Life is going to throw us curveballs. We're going to experience some things that are going to be, you know, not so great or very discomforting, and that is something that you know I would love to say you can prevent trauma from happening, but we really can't. Now, I'll even say this in the sense of like, let's say you are raising children, you can prevent from like passing on transgenerational trauma to like the next generation, you can absolutely do that. You can do that by being aware of what trauma you've experienced, and you know doing your part because remember you can only control yourself we can't even control those around us so there may be family members who are still scarred who don't know that they're activating out of their trauma and you know what that's perfectly fine it'll be okay if that's the case nonetheless when it comes to your own trauma when it comes to like traumatic things happening to you like a car accident or like a loved one passing or you know um Uh, something happening at our job, losing a career, something like, you know, things like that. There are some things we can avoid and then there are some things we can't. There are some things where life is just going to life. So just wanted to throw that point out there that, you know, it's okay to be mindful of trauma, be aware and try our best to, you know, live a life that, okay, you know, I'm not bothering anybody. I'm not doing anything wrong. It's all well and fine. And at the same time, trauma is going to happen to everybody, unfortunately. I'm pretty sure that every listener that is listening to this episode right now has at least some form of trauma in their past or maybe even going through a traumatic experience right now. So first things first, let's talk about the types of trauma. So there are if I had to categorize it, you know, in three main types, the three main types, because, you know, if you Google types of trauma, they're going to pop up like the five types of trauma. And what they mean by that is like types of traumatic experiences. But what I'm more so talking about is like the type of trauma, like how it like occurs in a person. And so those are three main types that I have found. It's acute, it's chronic, and it's complex. So what is acute trauma? Acute trauma is something that, so we gotta think about what acute means, right? Acute is something that just happens instantaneously. And it happens from like a single incident. So an example of acute trauma could be like, um, something that happens, but then once it happens, it's done. I think of a car accident. When a car accident happens, especially if it's something that is very, you know, severe, something that's, you know, near life threatening, it could be very traumatic. You know, if you think about it, when you get into a car wreck, your amygdala immediately goes off. It immediately becomes hijacked. You're in panic. You're in distress. And why it's acute is because even though the car accident happened, it does have an end, right? So typically a car accident, if I just had to time a car accident, I have no idea how long car accidents last. You guys, I have not researched that. I'm not, I've never been a crash test dummy. So I don't know, you know, how they last, but I would, you know, typically say that they may last about, a few seconds to a minute to two minutes, right? Because what's happening is the car is getting hit. You get hit on impact. You may hydroplane, you may get pushed off the road or something like that, but it does have an end. So that's why it's an acute trauma. Anything that happens that's traumatic, but it stops, that is acute trauma. So just think about incidents. It's a single incident that happens and it doesn't, it's not prolonged. On the other hand, there's chronic trauma. So chronic trauma is repeated and prolonged abuse or traumatic events. So something that is chronic trauma is something that keeps happening. It's not like a car accident. Because if you think about it, unless you're just the un- most unluckiest, unluckiest person in the world, you're not just going to keep having accident after accident after accident. You know, it's not just going to keep happening to you five minutes apart or a day apart. You know, it's typically going to happen one time. It's going to be one incident. It's going to be done. However, that's not the case with some people. Now, chronic trauma, we see a lot of chronic trauma, unfortunately, when it comes to abuse. We know that there are different types of abuse. There's sexual abuse, there's physical abuse, there's, you know, thinking of domestic violence with that physical abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse. And when somebody is being abused, and let's say the abuse is happening day after day after day, that is an example of chronic trauma. Especially if this is something that has happened not only for like days at a time, but maybe months or years So I think of like somebody who would come in and let's just say they would tell me, you know, that they've had years of some certain type of abuse. That would be an example of chronic trauma because they've suffered years of this type of abuse. You know, it's been prolonged. It hasn't just happened and then stopped. They've had to live it repeatedly over and over and over again. And chronic trauma can be one of the most, you know, I'm trying to pick my word wisely. It could be the hardest form of trauma that I feel like, in my opinion, because you got to undo not only just a single incident, but years of something happening or years of being in in an environment that exposed you to such traumatic events and experiences. And that can take a lot of work to undo that because it's almost embedded in your brain. You know, like your brain has been wired to remember these experiences or what happened to you. And so we know that chronic trauma is something that's repeated and it's prolonged. So when you think about that, just think about like people who have been abused for a long time or um, even I would say, you know, like having to go through neglect or, um, you know, loss, like somebody losing someone. That could be a form of chronic trauma, because once you lose somebody, you know, once death happens, especially depending on the relationship you have with the person who died, That is typically something that doesn't just go away. You go through this really prolonged season of grieving, uh, you know, along with the trauma that you experience. And if you didn't listen to my episode about grief, definitely go listen to that one because I go about I go over like the different types of grief in that one, too. And then there is complex trauma. So complex trauma is kind of like how it sounds in its name, right? It's exposure to multiple traumatic events you know, often of an invasive and interpersonal nature. So this is somebody who, in a nutshell, you've just been through a lot of different types of trauma. You've not only been through some acute traumatic episodes, but you've also been through some chronic episodes. So you are somebody, let's say you have um, had a medical illness that you've had to deal with, and you also were abused for like a few months in a relationship or you're somebody who has, you know, had a traumatic grief, let's say you, you know, witnessed somebody who you care about die. And you also have not only had to grieve that, but you have also been a victim of, you know, sexual abuse. You had like a sexual assault happen or something like that, you know? So it's when you have all these different types of traumas just bottled up, you know, they're just all over the place. You can't even, you know, like, categorize them just about and so a lot of times people put trauma into two categories to kind of um you know sum it up in an easier way especially for people who are new to trauma and learning about what it is and they often call i don't know if you guys have ever heard this before but it's called big t and little t trauma so what they mean by big t and little t is like literally big t meaning a capital t little t meaning a lowercase t and when you experience big T and little t trauma. What it's saying is a big T event is one that most people would consider, you know, extremely traumatic. So like if you were a victim of a plane crash, if you know you, um, (laughs) a good example is y'all I've been watching that Netflix series from scratch. Um, and when I tell you I've been crying (laughs) and trying my best not to cry, but just teary eyed like a baby, watching that series that could even be an example of a big T trauma because her, you know, love of her life. Spoiler, spoiler alert. If you have not watched it yet, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you haven't watched it yet to stop the episode right here, or skip through it. So I don't spoil it for you, but the love of her life gets diagnosed, you know, with a life threatening disease. So that's a big T trauma because that's something that is extremely, you know, traumatic. That's something that it's hard to recover from. It's a big event. Um, a plane crash, you know being raped you know assaulted in any way being held at gunpoint those can be examples of big t trauma because they're big traumatic events a little t trauma is one experience you know it's traumatic but it's at a personal level so this one this is where it varies because because it could be traumatic to you and may not be considered traumatic across the board so i do think that when it comes to you categorizing especially if you're someone who's thinking about going to therapy do I have big T or little T trauma? It really comes to down to perspective. So like examples they have listed where I read the definition of little T trauma is like somebody losing a, a pet, you know, the loss of a pet. So I get it. Some of y'all, you know, I don't have a pet, so I can't relate to this. You know, like some people, they have pets for years. The pet is a part of the family. When the pet dies, you got to take bereavement days at work. That is, that is hard, you know? my kids grew up with this pet you know it's that type of thing so they may consider that a big t event whereas somebody let's say who is not used to a pet maybe didn't have as deep of an emotional attachment to the pet the pet dies and they're just like okay i'm gonna go get another one they may consider that a little t trauma because it's like yeah it was sad you know broke my heart a little bit and i just went and got another cat or i just went and got another dog no big deal so I believe that, you know, those little T traumas, they do come from like perspective. They even put like a relationship breakup as like a little T trauma. Now this one, that's why I say it's up to perspective because this can't vary, you know, like I'm sure everybody who's listening to this episode has also went through relationship breakups before. Like you broke up with somebody before somebody dumped you before or you have done the dumping and it could be painful. Definitely. Especially depending on how long you were in a relationship and you may move on pretty well from it. you may be like, you know what? OK, I experienced this. It happened. I'm good. I ain't going to cry about it no more. On to the next one. Right. Where some people, you know, they may say that was really hurtful for me. It was really hard to move on, especially if there was like some deep attachments there. Um, if there was some history of abuse there, it could be kind of hard to move on. And yet they categorize it as like a little too trauma because The way I see it is when I have to categorize it, you can potentially bounce back from these these events easier, just depending on the circumstances. I think all of it truly comes down to perspective and it is circumstantial. So like I said, it may affect a family one way and it may affect another family a different way when they lose a pet. A breakup may affect me one way, but it may affect my twin brother or it may affect cousin or you know my best friend it may affect them in a different way so i do think that when it comes to categorizing big t and little t all of that can be like circumstantial depends on like different contexts and you know information that you have to have or details that you have to have around a situation but definitely keep those three types of trauma in mind you know the complex the acute and the chronic so how do these types of trauma affect us so First things first, you know, we know that trauma exists in a lot of different ways. There are a lot of th- different things that can happen that are traumatic. So I already talked about, like, abuse. I talked about, like, being sexually abused, you know, being physically abused. But there are also the types of trauma, like, living through a natural disaster. So, like, a hurricane, an extreme hurricane that, like, caused severe damage to your community. Um, excuse me. Going through, like, a tornado, Um, losing a child, um, experiencing bullying, having, being around community violence. So your family may not even be involved around community violence. And just because you're growing up in a violent neighborhood and witnessing, you know, drive by shootings and hearing about them and hearing gunshots that could be traumatic. Like there are so many different categories of trauma, Um, neglect. So not even that nobody's abusing you, but they also are not taking care of you. They're not taking you to the doctor. There's medical neglect where you need medicine and parent refused to take you for whatever reason, Um, there could be financial. I think that finances can definitely be traumatic as well, especially when you're hit with like debt after debt after debt, especially like, let's say if a loved one is sick and you have to pay for them, medical bills are piling up. That can also be very stressful too. That could lead to toxic stress, which I also did an episode on that. So there are so many things that we can go through the list and just talk about what is, you know, trauma or what classifies as trauma. So many things are traumatic, right? You know, refugee trauma, sex trafficking, medical trauma, being diagnosed with a disease, um, something that you wasn't expecting, something that just kind of hit you out the blue, lots of different trauma. And the way that trauma affects us is when we are experienced trauma, like I was saying earlier, it's kind of embedded in our brains. So it's like our brains will typically either do two things when we go through something traumatic. Either we are going to remember it because it's something that's so significant that it's hard to forget, or what t- that or what tends to happen, especially when you're a kid, we see this a lot in children in early childhood trauma, it was so painful or so you know distraught and distressing that we block it out. And we even lose memory about some, of the, some parts of the traumatic event because our brain, it was so traumatic and too intense that we just kind of blocked out some of it. We barely remember it. I have seen, you know, both. You know, there are people who can remember the trauma from detail to detail and tell you every single detail that happened in the event. There are some people who barely remember it even happening. They know that it happened. They know it's in hindsight. And yet if you ask them to like, reenact it or tell you about it they probably would struggle with that because they only remember so much and a lot of times that's how the brain responds to it you know because when we are experiencing something traumatic we got this little thing in our brain y'all called the amygdala it's a little almond sized thing i like to think of it like a button in our brain and when that button goes off you know it goes off whenever we are feeling too many emotions which is anger and fear and now you see why it's associated with trauma because a lot of times when you go through something traumatic, you're scared. You're either scared or you're panicked and you don't know what to do or you may be angry and you're not sure how to cope. So one of the things that um, happens during that is it kind of shuts off our logical thinking. Our brain is still working. We can still think logically, but it's kind of hard to come to that decision because right now it's kind of fueling our emotions at that point. We're either wanting to cry. We're either wanting to scream. We're either wanting to react. And then we have these stress responses, which is the fight, flight, or freeze. So you're either going to react, you're either going to try to avoid it, run away, or you're going to like just freeze in a moment. So if you're somebody who like tries to avoid or run away from it, that's kind of like your brain shutting it off and like trying not to remember what happened to you. And if you're somebody who you just kind of endured the experience, but you remember it, you probably either did the fight or the freeze response because you remember the traumatic event you didn't avoid it or try to get away from it. You didn't, you know, kind of go out of your body. You know, a lot of people describe it as like an out-of-body experience. It's like they just kind of, their body just kind of felt numb whenever they go through certain experiences, especially a lot of sexual abuse. Um, I think about celebrities who talk about like being assaulted and stuff like that. I think Gabrielle Union was one because I think she was talking about when she was sexually assaulted and how she just kind of felt out of body in that moment because there was nothing she could do. And her response was like that freeze response. It's like, what do you do in that moment? Right. And so thinking about all these traumas, you know, they either stay in our brain or they kind of leave our brain a little bit. And yet they kind of start to show up subtly as we live through life. So they could show up in the terms of like flashbacks. Flashbacks are like, you could just be sitting there chilling. It's a regular normal day. And then before you know it the, the memory just comes up and now you're distraught. Now you're distressed. Now you're anxious. Um, something it could be prompted by like a trigger trigger, meaning like something that reminds you of it. So like, if you, um, remember like one of your friends getting killed and let's say they got killed and it was a park that they got killed at. And every time you see like a little park, you start to like, get your, your chest get tight and you start breathing really shallow. That could be a trigger or something that you haven't dealt with because of that trauma. There's also another trauma that I want to talk about, which a lot of people are not familiar with, but this is one that, especially me as a therapist, I have to be really careful with. And this is called vicarious trauma. And so vicarious trauma is where you are, you know, experiencing a negative react, a negative reaction to trauma exposure. So, this comes whenever you know we are listening to something traumatic or we're watching something traumatic and it kind of affects us in a way of we're okay because we're exposed to it now we're starting to take it on this is a this is a trauma that is specific to like people in the helping profession so not just therapists and counselors but even um like doctors and nurses and stuff like that you know it's so I love this definition that the um, American Counseling Association gave for vicarious trauma. It says it's the emotional residue of exposure that counselors have from working with people as they are hearing their trauma stories. And they start to feel like, you know, that becomes a part of them. And it becomes a witness to the pain, the fear, the terror and the, you know, all of the negative emotions that the trauma survivor has endured. So it could also kind of go with compassion fatigue, which is something else that us therapists can experience due to vicarious trauma, because we're, we're, we're really caring. We're in a helping profession. We're trying to help people get better from these experiences. And yet hearing a lot of it can be really draining for us. I know that just being transparent and speaking from my experiences, just being in this field, even for a short time, I haven't been in the field for long and yet, um so far you know when i hear traumatic things or when there was a point where i was hearing so much traumatic stuff that it was it was like wait this is a lot you know there was some stuff that i was just like i can't read anymore or i can't hear anymore because it's just too much i can't fathom somebody going through something like that you know and of course i can't talk about details with that because of HIPAA and stuff like that but I know what I heard or I know what I've seen or what I've been told. And, you know, just thinking about some of that stuff, I was like, man, this is really sad or this is really heartbreaking. And this doesn't just happen to therapists, though. This could happen to anyone. Um, I see this and this is a great topic to talk about, you know, with the Christian or the um, spiritual perspective, because this can happen in churches, too, for pastors, for people who are in leadership in the churches. People are come to church and they are broken. They may have been through some things. And so when you have to hear about this stuff, especially when they have to tell you about chronic stuff that's happening, you know, prolonged trauma that they're experiencing, it can be really draining. It can take a toll on you. And so it's really important, you know, with vicarious trauma. That's why I feel like this is one, again, can't really be prevented, especially if you are in a profession, like you're a pastor or you're a therapist, you're going to have to hear people's stories. People are going to want to confide in you and tell you things. I think that it's best to kind of keep you know, self-care as a weapon, a weapon to help you, you know, fight that trauma so that it doesn't come up. One thing that I have learned to do in this field definitely is to leave work at work. I literally take the therapist hat off when my time to get off comes. It's not my issue anymore. I've heard what I heard or I've read what I read. I've saw what I saw. It's nothing else no more. There's nothing I can do. And for some that may be really hard because it's like, you may want to do something. You may really want to help. And I get that completely. And at the same time, one thing that I've had to remind myself is that that's not my burden to bear. That is not something that is my responsibility. It's my responsibility to help them because they want to be helped, but that's their responsibility. I I don't have to take that on. Same thing with pastors, you know, pastors and people in leadership of the church, you know, they can definitely help you. They can pray with you. That's why prayer is such a great weapon, especially intercession. And, They got to leave that alone, you know, like help, offer help, offer guidance, and then you got to walk away from it because if you don't, it will start to take a toll on your own mental health. And so what we see a lot with trauma is it starts to bleed over into our relationships, starts to bleed over into our regular um, daily life of living, like where we are getting triggered or we're thinking of things or flashbacks are coming up. This can be, you know, where you may want to go and get diagnosed to make sure you don't have PTSD because post-traumatic stress disorder is what we have whenever somebody has experienced something so traumatic that it is starting to interfere with their daily life functioning so like you're having so many flashbacks and memories of this traumatic event that you can't sleep you can't eat you can't get out of bed it's probably leading you into a depression it's probably leading you to um, severe panic attacks that's when somebody you know can go to a mental health professional and they may say you might have PTSD if you are somebody who you feel like you may have ptsd first things first i would definitely recommend always get diagnosed by a mental health professional let somebody diagnose you with it first um things that can happen with that is they would recommend that you go to regular therapy there are different therapy approaches that can help people recover from traumatic events um, one thing that I learned um, when I was started working in this, when I started working in this field uh, was TFCBT, which is trauma focused cognitive behavior therapy. It's a specific therapy approach for people who have dealt with specific things of trauma, like specific events. Um, it focuses on getting over the trauma, like addressing it, like gradually exposing yourself to it and then learning how to live even though the trauma has happened. Because that's another point that I have to bring up. is like, once a trauma is happened, unfortunately we can't undo it. We can't unsee it. We can't unhear it for the vicarious thing. And it doesn't have to be our identity. It doesn't have to be what define us. We can overcome it. And TFCBT kind of teaches that. in one of the stages of the therapeutic approach, it teaches how to live, how to make a life worth living. Even though we know that we got this trauma, you know, in the back of our um, minds or in the, you know, in the little storage box of our brain is what I call it. You know, like the little basement, you put the storage box there. That trauma can go in there. We don't have to let it be in the day to day. And another thing that they can suggest if you're someone who may be struggling with PTSD because of a traumatic experience is some type of medication, especially um, if you're having trouble sleeping, you're having really, really intense nightmares, maybe even night terrors, because nightmares and night terrors are definitely different. And I would say a night terror is on a more severe level. So they may prescribe, you know, they may refer you to a psychiatrist who can get you some medication for that to manage that. And then, um, all else fails, they may, you know, do some kind of anxiety medication. So something to manage the anxiety. If you're somebody who has panic attacks or, you know, you hyperventilate easily when you think about stuff. Um, I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist and this is just me going off of what I have seen clinically typically happens, you know, with this kind of stuff They can give you medication and, they recommend you do some type of therapy to help get over the trauma because it is hard, you know, getting over the trauma, which is my next point. Sometimes healing from the trauma can feel like re-experiencing it and that can be difficult. So last thing anybody wants to do is relive a traumatic event. Nobody wants to relive, you know, seeing their best friend, you know, get killed or losing a child or you know losing their grandmother or being in a car accident or being sexual assault nobody wants to relive those experiences because they're traumatic and they bring all these emotions and all these fears and what that tfcbt approach does is it teaches you how to gradually and slowly take it on like baby steps at a time so that you can kind of figure out okay how in the world do i address this trauma without it taking over me so if you're somebody who's listening to this episode you know you got some traumas that you need to deal with you know you got some stuff that man this this may be a little t trauma you know like i was they really didn't listen to my emotions in my childhood i feel like it's affecting me in my relationships i don't want to be you know i don't want to open up i'm scared to be vulnerable or you may be somebody with big t trauma like i was you know in an abusive relationship i'm scared to trust again I'm afraid everybody's going to hurt me. You may be scared to address the trauma. I just want to validate you in this episode. That is normal. There is nothing wrong with being afraid to read to, you know, rehash that. Alright, guys so that is it for today's episode of the wise words podcast like i said guys i figured that this was going to be such a like meaty topic that i was going to have to break up into different sections just because i don't want to like spend an whole like hour two hours you know each episode talking about this which i'm pretty sure i could and i ain't trying to do that i do want to like keep it you know where you guys are able to digest it i know some people need to listen in different increments so i will cap it (laughs) for today um and hopefully you guys learned something about the different types of trauma and also just realize that god can heal us from all of these traumas right there are ways to overcome this trauma not just from the mental health perspective of you know using tfcbt seeing a psychotherapist um taking medication if you have ptsd but also just trusting god you know This is nothing that is new to him. There are traumatic experiences all throughout the Bible, right? I mean, Jesus' death is a very clear, you know, example of that. But there are also other instances in the Bible that, you know, could be classified as big T and little T traumas, right? So, hopefully you guys learned something from this episode. Don't forget to give this podcast a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to share with someone who you feel like it may encourage or enlighten. And... But you know if there's nothing else you guys just continue to enjoy the winter weather i'm so happy it's november this year has really flown by can't believe that it's almost the end of the year and we're almost into 2023 it doesn't even feel like you know 2022 has happened this fast but it has so yeah i'm just thankful to you guys um thank y'all for continuously tuning in to this podcast and I hope you guys enjoyed this week. We had daylight savers. I know I enjoyed the extra hour of sleep. And I'm not looking forward to it getting dark around 5 o'clock. And it's okay. We're just going we gonna to make it work. We're going to deal. But until next time, God bless you guys. Enjoy your week. And peace.